0: hey everybody welcome back to the drunk turkey show i'm daniel alongside with me is big blue as always how you doing big blue i was i was take uh take your friend to work today and I, how did Jaime do <laughs> he
1: did
2: horrible he fainted with the first sight of blood so that's why he's not here <laughs> <laughs> that's why he couldn't make it he's recovering he's he oh, laying down
0: well we have a special guest today we have we're uh, doing a little bit of a jam session so to speak um, with a musician, her name is uh, Misty Mayhem. How, how's it going, Misty? Welcome to the Drunk Turkey Show.
3: Hello, my friends. How are you?
0: We're doing well, doing well. You know, it's been a it's been a little bit of a, bu- a busy week. Uh, we cover all sorts of different things on the show, from you know entertainment to celebrity news to true crime. And you know, true crimes have been kind of, you know, the, the Long Island uh, serial offender was caught here recently, and yeah, that's been going crazy. What's going on, Big Blue? What are you doing? Somebody asked, me, "This is
2: my real house." No, uh, this is a green screen. I can't <laughs> afford a piano like that. Mine's the electric one that's in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, <clears throat> Misty, what what is that you're holding there? It looks like an acoustic guitar. What kind? What, is there a name it's to It's an this electric
3: guitar? piano that I took out of my closet. What you need to do so you can play your electric piano. <laughs> It doesn't belong in the closet.
2: It's my Get daughter's. Out. It's my daughter's. Oh, okay. She, she's a musician, but I, I tried to to learn some keys and and I, I was learning for a while, but then you know, I had, had to move stuff and it just had to go back in the closet for
3: now. Okay, it's, I understand. as, long as you it, don't throw it away. No, uh, this no. Is the, a, this is a this is a, this is an Ibanez acoustic guitar, acoustic six string. Uh. It has the capabilities of being plugged in, so it's technically an acoustic electric. Nice. And I should have—I had so long to tune it before I saw you guys, so that's fine. I'll (laughs) retune it. You know,
0: it's fine. -hmm. No, it's it's all good. Do you have a name for the guitar? Does the guitar have a name?
3: Uh, yeah. uh, You know, don't be offended by this question. She's like, why don't I have a name? Um.
1: Ibanez
3: is her name right now. We'll work on that. We're putting we'll on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I
1: have
0: I have a couple of guitars myself. I, I have a few names for for each one of them. And what so are that's they? That's why I asked. Um, I have oh god, I have a I have an acoustic electric that I can't think of off the top of my head what the brand is, and I hadn't named that one yet. That's my most recent guitar. But I have a red Ibanez electric. That uh, is named Christine, um, similar to the vehicle from from the movie, because it's like a it's like a 50 style electric guitar. It's uh, it's like that style. And so um, it's it's big. It's it looks like something from Back to the Future, you know, kind of like what old boy was playing. And so, um, you know, I I named it Christine and and then I have a blue Les Paul. was it? It's a. It's not a. It's a. It's not a Gibson. It's an uh, iPhone Ipa, Epiphone. Epiphone. Yes, Les Paul got a blue one, and and her name is uh, Billie Jean. Uh, it's like sparkly blue. Uh, is, my is grandfather. Jean your lover? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I'm. I'm. No. And then um, <laughs> I have. I have a. I have a bass guitar, but I haven't named that one either. That one's also an Ibanez. Uh, but I, 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 how long have you been playing guitar?
3: I studied when I was 10 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was in fourth grade. My mom, uh, she uh, real poor family, but um, I could sing, I guess. Uh, my public mm-hmm. school system had a uh, free vocal choir, mandatory actually, uh, mm-hmm. twice a week, uh, starting in first grade. And so by fourth grade, my mother saw that I had a talent and in her mind, her words were, this is 1994, okay? Because I was doing karaoke at this time. She said, you'll never make it doing karaoke because people don't like to listen to karaoke. It'll never become a thing. Okay? Okay? Little did she know that that is now the world of competitions and all, okay, I digress. So I started learning guitar. She's like, I want you to be able to accompany yourself without a machine. So, uh, yeah, I started learning when I was 10. But the only instrument she could afford was a a Goya Martin guitar, and it was a 12-string guitar. So an acoustic 12-string guitar on my 10-year-old hands was killer, but I did it.
2: Nice, nice.
3: The F chord was a nightmare, but but that's a whole nother show.
2: I, I'll tell you what, I actually took a couple of lessons in guitar, less, uh, guitar lessons when I was younger, and I liked it, but the only reason I didn't keep up with it was because there were free lessons at the church, and it was 7 a.m. on a Saturday, and I went Ooh. to like two lessons, and I couldn't get up, and I kept like arguing with my mom, I'm not going to this class, so she, she didn't <laughs> want to take me out there. <laughs> there were free lessons, and the guitars were there, like so, I learned a little bit, but I did love it, man. But do
3: you think if, a, if it was a little later that you would have latched on to that?
2: Yes, I think so. That's why.
3: I, get back, get back to it.
2: Sorry. Yeah, I like music. Like, my daughter was interested in it. I was buying her a stand up bass last year because she was an orchestra and she she plays a stand up bass. But uh, this year, she didn't want to do it no more. So, mm. she wants to do art and dance. So, we'll see how that goes.
3: I feel like as long as you're transferring that energy to another artistic source, right on. Especially if you're in that season of creativity and you're trying to find out what am I good at. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, that definitely not
0: shotgunning a beer. We know yeah, that. Yeah. Don't,
2: don't don't follow my footsteps. I am not the right model role model for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I spill more beer on my shirt than gets in my mouth when I do a shotgun.
1: <laughs>
0: so um. So Misty, have you played in like in a, in a full on band? Are you, is it just yourself when you go out there and do your performances? Yeah.
3: yeah so currently I am, uh, you can find everything about me on mistymayhem.com. That's my stage name, dot mcom And uh-huh. I will perform anywhere from as a solo, just like like you see me here. To a duo, which could include uh, my percussionist or a cello player, or all three, and we'll perform as a duo. And I mean, as a trio. And yeah, it's it's pretty much a it's pretty simple that way: solo, duo, trio. And I stick to my I stick to my girls. I got the same girls I've been rocking with for gosh, oh, five plus years now um I got Alana Shiner on cello, and
1: I have uh Pam
0: McCarthy on percussion. Oh, nice, nice. And so, um when you're performing, do you prefer being in your trio group, or do you prefer it to be just like if if there was a show and it was your preference, which one would it be?
3: You trying to start fire? <laughs> well, some people
0: <laughs> no, no, no. some people do like you to, be to get out me there in trouble. On their own. <laughs>
1: You
3: know, it kinda depends on my mood. I used to only perform solo because of a series of tragic and awful events that happened to me in my previous band, Spellbox. And it was just such a like a, a kick in the pants. It was like one of those things of like I thought the band would last forever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I laughed thinking about it. We're a forever band, man. And it was uh it was like um it was a n it was I don't know Bonnie and Clyde meets um, Tenacious D if you will Uh, so I digress so for a while I was like I'll never play with anybody again then Ilana Shiner Shiner, a cello player approached me and um, she's like do you want to start playing music I was like I don't know I'm wounded and I'm I'm wounded inside I don't know if I can I don't
1: know if I can (laughs) can musically
3: (laughs) date anybody again (laughs) And, um, we just went, we just did. And, uh, so now I would say it really just depends on my mood. More importantly, it depends on the room because not every space can facilitate the trio. I will say that I think that the trio brings a heightened energy that I just, I would never be able to bring on my own solo. On the other hand, I'm able to bring a solo energy that I can't bring as a trio. Uh, so I want all of it, and I think I need all of it for a healthy balance is the, <laughs> yeah. is the long but, and short of
2: it. And the cello is a beautiful instrument. Like, I wanted my daughter to play the cello, cause, I mean, but the bass is also really nice, too. But since she's so tall, she got stuck with the, the three-quarter bass. So yeah. I had to carry that thing for the first year that she played it because she couldn't carry it into the school. So every day I would have to carry that bad boy all the way to the practice room. And after she got in middle school, I was like, "All right, you're gonna use the one at the middle school because I ain't gonna carry that one to the middle school." <laughs> so they were they're happy and they're white, and then that was it was like a three thousand dollar instrument wanted to break. it.
3: Yeah, that's some serious stuff. I mean, you know, I'm having a flashback to one of the very first um, festivals I ever played at. It was called Wheelie Fest, and it took place in Pennsylvania. And Mike Ferris from the Screamin' Cheetah Wheelies and Damon Johnson from Brother Kane were there. They got me up on stage. I was just 17 and we sang Bobby McGee as a trio. Oh, no. One of the best memories I've had in my life. But the, the trauma memory you brought back was that this this upright bass player, man, they showed up, they traveled like all the way from somewhere in the South up to Pennsylvania. And when they opened the trunk of their car and he, and he opened that up, the bridge broke.
2: Oh Just man! Busted,
3: oh, wow. like come, exploded, it from from the heat. I guess I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, so there was they, that band couldn't perform that night. So when you say three thousand dollar instrument, that's no joke. Like yeah. those strings alone, popping a string is like a hundred bucks, man. That's a bill. Oh yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and and she's like, Dad, I need a new. Um, she had a French. No it a German um, bow. I think of the German bow. And she popped it. And I don't know how much that was gonna cost to replace, but man. Looking at it, I went back and I had a warranty and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll replace it. And I was like, Oh my god, thank God I paid the warranty yeah. So so you, you mentioned karaoke
0: a little bit while ago. What is your go to karaoke song? If you were doing a competition, it was the the round, you know, song selection is is very important in in karaoke competition. Uh, I myself have done the some of the karaoke. In fact, I think that's how my wife found you was on quarantine karaoke during Hallelujah the quarantine. Hallelujah for
3: that! Ironically, I never did a karaoke song on it, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, this is a, a a traumatizing question because I <laughs> I never seem to pick the right song for my own competitions. I have the, the worst uh, un uh, detached. Opinion on how on how to present my songs, if if I had a gun to my head, which is what it feels like when you're auditioning for these shows, I go Janis Joplin, uh-huh. because I like rock and roll. I don't sing it as uh uh gravelly as she does, and I aim more for the precision of vocal for of notes and uh and whatnot and timbre, but um. Yeah, I would say like uh Janis Joplin, Bobby McGee, probably nice. my go-to. Nice. Mm. Big Blue, what's your
2: you? go-to karaoke? My go-to, uh, I, I would probably say somebody a little bit more, more country slow. You know, maybe <laughs> a little bit George Strait, a little, bit, a little Hank, a little bit just because I, I have a, a really raspy voice when I start drinking, and you can't understand me if it's too fast. So I have to read the words slow too. <laughs> I mean, you heard me when we were trying to rap. We tried to make a rap song, and we spent like <laughs> like two hours. But we had drank so much that night that we, <laughs> we couldn't. I couldn't catch the ba- the rhythm, and the words weren't coming out all wrong from what we wrote. I couldn't even read the words, and my it was just a, it was. A, we laughed for like two hours straight. We should we have. Got, we should have recorded that. That we had would have been no class. work done that night.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the but the words were on point for for me you know um when i was starting karaoke uh, it was um jake owen starting with me uh, i i did a lot more country style as well um you know I, I i used to go to you know the country bars in fact one of the bars i'd go to was outside of town outside of city limits in the middle of an rv park and so you know you were not going to find you know the um you're going to find some pretty awesome characters there. And the music there was going to be uh, mostly mainly like country music and stuff. So my buddy actually was a uh, karaoke DJ guy that uh, went to a couple of different places. And that was one of the spots. And that's how I found it. I had no idea about it. he's like, yeah, man, you got to come out to the roost. It's um, it's in the back of an RV park. it's um, oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. crazy. You'll have a good time. And I was like, all right, all right, let's go do this. And you know, you walk in, and it was just and it was country as hell. And you know, I loved it. That was a place that I used to pretty much go to. Um out here in you know, in the city in San Antonio, um kind of the same thing. I would just go to the dang country, country places. And so country was my country was my thing. Um, what is your uh, genre of music, what would you say your music would fall into?
3: Uh, <clears throat> skiffle. Who? Skiffle. If you all look right. up the word skiffle, S-K-I-F-F-L-E, skiffle. It's a term that describes all kinds of music, every kind of music. So like, oh. in a three-hour show, you're going to hear me cover everything from 1920s music, jazz music, to Crime um, a Ever by Justin Timberlake, you know, so I would say skiffle music. My original music, however, has been described as more roots, blues, yeah. and rock and roll.
2: Yeah, you do sound more bluesy to me when I was hearing it, and not just the yeah, my name is sure. blue, but, you know, just the way, you got you got some deep vocals in there, I think you do a good version of an Aretha Franklin song. Oh well,
3: thank you. Yeah, I think she's got really good soprano. She's a she that she's a beast, man. Yeah, if you're gonna do Aretha. You better come with it.
0: <laughs> so, um, do you mind? I, mean, I have a lot more uh, further questions, but do you mind performing? I know you're carrying your your guitar.
1: I don't, uh, and
3: you know what? I'm going. I'm scared. I feel like the best way for this to happen would be if I actually unplugged my headphones. Could I try okay. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm terrified.
0: OK, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to mute you real quick while that happens. And then I'll. Unmute. OK. All right, I got to Hey, Blue, can you unmute her? Because it's not working on my end oh, yeah. up again. Yeah.
2: OK, you're unmuted.
3: How awful is it? No, no, it's good.
2: Can
0: you hear? Yeah, we can hear. Let me adjust your mic real quick.
2: Yeah, Dan can adjust the mic. I'm
3: going to try. I also have a fan going, which may be the worst thing in the world right now.
2: All right.
0: Play the guitar. Yeah, man. Is
3: this fan
2: too
3: much? Let me know. No,
2: you're
0: good. You're good. You're good. That's a that's a, a lot better girl, than
3: Big girl. You know what I mean? I don't want to be sweating all up in the camera. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: So what I do with my fans is, um, in the, I, you know what? I think I'm going to freak out. I just I have just for my sanity's sake. I feel more comfortable if I turn it off. All right.
1: No Although, problem.
3: I'd rather be sweaty and have good audio. OK. Right. Because uh, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, I always do a toast with my fans when I start my shows um, so you guys thank you for having me on your show um, this song is called A Good Day to Be Alive because I think every day is a good day to be alive even the bad days Yeah, so, yeah.
2: cheers Amen cheers. Alright now
3: to share this special place and being grateful for opening my eyes and love. Sometimes I
1: say it's a a good thing to be alive.
3: ain't gonna work and your new no more if you find yourself in a bad place maybe just being planted and one day you'll buy some open with the gifts you will grant I say it's good to be alive being able to share this special place ain't being grateful for opening my eyes is enough. Sometimes I say it's a good day
1: to be alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I,
3: I well, I should sleep very slow. So if you slide and down, mountain, look around for a friend someone to confide in, yeah all of us brothers and sisters are here to help each other taking it to that time alone, don't be nothing until I say it's
1: a good
3: day to be alive being able to say being grateful for opening my eyes. As I know sometimes I say it's a good day to be alive. Yeah, I say, I say.
0: That was awesome. That was awesome. That was very nice. That was a great song. Uh, when did you When did you write that song?
3: I think I wrote that, uh, gosh, maybe four years ago. It was actually on a really bad day. I went down. I, I was having a... I don't remember what was going on. It was a horrible day. I went to write how bad my day was going, and instead came this gratitude, this weird gratitude that like, you know what, man, one day I'm gonna be dead. And I'm not gonna have any bad days. I won't have any good days. I won't have any bad days. And I will be probably really I would wanna have a a bad day again. Be like, hey, if you only have one more day on earth, but it would be a bad day would you go back? And I and yes, yes I would. And out and out saying that song.
2: It's a beautiful song. It really beautiful. is. Yeah. Y'all should check out her YouTube. She's got a lot more beautiful songs on there and a lot of good music on there. Yeah, her, her website, her YouTube. Um,
0: it's supposed to be showing up. There it is. But my computer, I'm going to have to take it in. Um, this is the uh, her YouTube. 589 subscribers. Let's get that up. It's uh, in the description, but at... Uh, uh, just get, let's get her past 1,000.
3: What? That would be amazing. That would be really and cool. Then,
0: then you also have um her website which is mistymayhem.com and you can hear her music including uh, a good day to be alive which i was
2: listening to earlier as you can see <laughs> i think it's a great you, it great, should, great website you should uh, put your music on on uh, amazon
0: or itunes amazon. Is, it, is, uh, is it on there
3: so what i do is like i do master distribution through cd baby and okay. so they should have my newest releases on there. Like, I know I'm on Spotify. I really don't know if mm-hmm. I'm on other things. But, um, yeah. like, my newest song, I'm Not That Person Anymore, should be out there. Someone like let that, me know. I, have... I, look,
2: I looked at your name today on Amazon, and I couldn't find you because I was trying to, so I started watching more of your videos because I was driving. I thought, maybe I can listen to you when I'm driving home. And to, uh, tell me how, how to can... do
3: it. Tell me how to get on Amazon
2: i'm gonna have to figure out i'm at that ask d-rock and and we'll, we'll figure it out but yeah there's a way to get on there and i think you you fall into the folk song categories and they'll play your songs whenever when people cool. folk songs. but yeah you just gotta i think you gotta do a submission like you gotta go to their website create an account for your name and then to, you're the writer the original owner of it and submit it to them. Like and everything
3: then, else, right? Just create an account, sign my life away in the yeah. form that I refuse to read.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, that's uh, how
0: you give everybody permission. Yeah. to. Like, that's how the government has permission to
2: check our phones. Even <laughs> like uh, we agree on. Our Alaska's uh, buddy was on there. And he like you asked Alexa for a song, and he comes up. So that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Get your music on there.
3: Okay, yeah. It's time to step up. I'm ready.
0: So how how long does it take you to write a song? Like, for instance, A Good Day to Be Alive. You wrote that about four four years ago. Was it in a, in a day? Did it take you a couple of hours? Did it take you a few days to get it down?
3: <laughs> so the songs for me usually come out pretty quickly. Um, uh-huh. Like uh, the moment of conception. This is funny. So I believe for me... My mind soaks up inspiration constantly. The way the light uh, will shine through the leaf when I'm walking out my door. Uh, uh, kids playing in the yard with a sprinkler. Um, the way the rain falls and feels like you can see in slow motion. Little things like that, in nature, and I think I feel like I gather all of these things,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and then out of and then it just builds somewhere in me. <laughs> One day I wake up. And I have enough of a jolt to like do a massive purge. And in that moment, the song comes out pretty quickly. If I can mm-hmm. get to a pen and a paper and a recording device quickly enough, yeah. uh, I will not remember the melody or anything afterward. It's very funny. I'm like, oh, blah, 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 I get it out. And then I like, I breathe and I walk away and then I have no clue, no recollection of what it sounds like. So I rely heavily on my recording devices to tell me <laughs> what just happened. And then I yeah. do that, and then I craft that in the studio with the producer, um, who I'm working with currently is Ryan Strain Music. Um yeah. And so between that and my other performers, we try to find what the song wants to be.
2: Got you. Got you. Well, they are on there. Well, maybe I didn't hear me right. I have a, little, <laughs> I, 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 I have a little slur, so sometimes, when i look up artists on amazon like it, it uh i you mean when i
0: drink in big blue no
2: like, that kind of that might, it, not a stir. i mean like i have a i don't know my voice is all messed up so when i was driving <laughs> when i was driving i was asking alexa to find it so maybe it just didn't hear me right okay
0: so mean? um which is your favorite song that you have written or your your yeah your favorite one i mean which one's your favorite yeah, song that, that you have written?
3: That one still to this day remains to be Concrete and Copper, which is a song I don't sing on. So as a singer, it's funny that my favorite song is one I, I the only one I've written where I don't sing. Um, but it's, it's an acoustic version. Go listen to it. It's off of the Diversity album when I had a record deal with Cella band a German uh-huh. uh, crowdfunding record label, which was – really Unreli- it was unheard of at that time this was back in 2000 help me 2004 five, uh-huh. 2005 so like crowdsourcing wasn't really a thing yet um for for albums and so anyway um yes it's on the diversity album with them it that's available everywhere mm-hmm. uh, and it's called concrete and copper and um, it's actually my anthem It's my anti-KKK anthem because I was living in Cincinnati, Ohio at the time at a place called Over the Rhine. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was living in a 60,000 square foot building. Technically, everyone living there was squatting. No one was supposed to be living in these buildings. These were like the downtown buildings that were like shut down because they're not safe, because there's no businesses in them, and they're not like residential. And this was like a big building that was that used to be used for um they had um under they had underground tunnels underneath this building it was so wild uh when they were doing the the forgive me for my lack of knowledge of history prohibition when alcohol was illegal. Okay.
1: yeah we uh-huh.
3: were smuggling underneath these tunnels and the building i was in had one of the tunnels going underneath it. it was so rad my point is I'm living in this area that I'm not supposed to be living in. And one day I wake up and the like seven other tenants in my building. um, They're like, dude, do you not know what's about to happen? I'm like, no. And I look out and on the street is just people just there's bricks in one hand, a baby in another arm. People are screaming for the right to survive and their own home. And at the other end of the street is pointed, padded robed people who are trying to march and a lot of police And full riot is about to break out. And I'm like, I'm not ready to die in a riot today.
1: I don't know how this
3: works. (laughs) So I didn't, I didn't, guys, I like, I had like nothing except a backpack full of clothes and my guitar, which was a 12 string at that time, Alvarez, Mm. acoustic, which was sexy. Okay, and uh, I (laughs) I went to the rooftop because I figured if I was going to, like if everything burned it would be better to be on a roof because i've seen people on the news do this from roofs and that was my best hope of survival also i decided i was so scared that i wrote i would write a song about the situation and if i got out of that situation i would tell the story for the rest of my life it was like my promise with the creator i didn't even believe in at that time so yeah it's called concrete and copper
0: interesting interesting and i and you say you don't sing it?
3: No, there's no lyric. There's no singing. It's just a. Oh,
0: it's just oh, the just, just the guitar aspect. Yeah, it's of very
3: it. epic. It's very um, very epic. Play
1: it for us. I want to hear, it. Wanna, wanna hear
0: it. Yeah.
3: You want to hear it? Um.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I'm very.
3: I have to switch. It, can I switch my guitar real quick?
0: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay,
3: because yeah. I have to tune it. Uh no problem. What
0: I'll do is we have a little commercial thing that we play in the in the middle of our show. So I'll play that real quick while you do that.
2: I'm ready. I'm gonna go get my water too.
0: This is our little Frenchy Nelson. Nelson was the runt of his uh, litter. And unfortunately he was diagnosed with IVDD, which resulted in him losing the ability to move his rear legs. Now we were left with a couple of options. One being put Nelson down or two go through a costly uh, surgery which wasn't guaranteed work. We gave Nelson that chance and we went through the surgery. And fortunately, today he can walk and, and he's not 100%, but he's getting there you know, through rehab and continual rehab we think he may. Those bills are extensive and continuous In efforts to lower that financial strain, we've decided to do a raffle. This raffle is going to be of a four by three handmade quilt. This quilt was actually made by my mother-in-law. And so high quality, I uh, think you'll love it. It's a rescue themed quilt. So how do you enter? There is a $5 entry to get into the raffle. All entries will be through Cash App, Dollar Sign, Drunk Turkey Show to enter. In the description, make sure you put your shipping address and your name. If you want to put in multiple, you can do so. You can send in, for instance, 25 and also put in the description five entries. The raffle will be on August 28th. The winner will be chosen at random by a wheel selector don't need to be present on the live. Good luck. Thank you. And that is our our little raffle thing that we're giving away um, for uh, Nelson's benefit. So I still we're doing that in a little bit over a month. Here is the quilt. Uh, do not need to be present on the live uh, information in the description. So you changed your guitar. What, what, what kind of guitar is this?
3: So this was my first. Um, I was endorsed by Epiphone guitars at one point. When really? I was young and I had my whole future ahead of me. Um, <laughs> let's see, I think I was 22 years old. And um, they said, I, They said, you can have any guitar on the wall and we'll put you on our website. We'll promo it. You'll know, take pictures, yada, yada. This was the guitar I chose because it sounded That's the nice. best. And it was their lower end model and they really wanted me to pick like but don't you want to like model one of the three thousand dollar ones for us and i'm like yeah nah i want this one and like it was a wall of guitars um she was with me my whole my whole road trip and i and and my whole road trip of life let's say that i lived out of an rv for like a long time years and um yeah uh, and so unfortunately she got warped up a bit but she is she's my go-to baby when i play at home and so she i'm actually really happy i get to play with her um, my cry this is like my baby you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. like okay so anyway the, you guys want to hear the song yes <laughs> man. let's
0: hear the song let's hear the song
3: okay my friends i'm really happy that you're doing that benefit for your friends by the way that's super important when the community comes together i'm doing a benefit tomorrow too for one of our sound men um who fell ill and um so really really i'm really proud of you guys for doing that
2: Thank
0: you. oh thank you thank you it's my wife's my wife's puppy she he's he he has ivdd and uh, basically kind of went paralyzed halfway through and um it's probably, I guess, one of the worst ends of what can happen. Typically, when a dog gets uh, this disease, they'll um, they'll be wobbly or, you know, will have trouble standing. But the severe aspect of it or the range is when they completely lose the ability to move their rear legs. And that's kind of what happened to Nelson. Um, you know, we had an appointment uh, this week, and, you know, they think that there could be another disc that is herniating as well. And so okay. we got to get, yeah, we got to get back and do some more rehab and some more acupunctures. The acupuncture stuff, basically what it does is it um, there's inflammation around the, um, the spinal, the spine, and um, that inflation is causing the vertebrae disc to herniate. And so when they do the acupuncture, that lowers that inflation and lessens that herniation.
1: And that's so. crazy
3: because i've had friends telling me because i have degenerative disc disease and i've had to have three uh-huh. spinal surgeries um yeah. emergency ones that nobody knew i would have to have and um all my friends were like have you tried acupuncture but nobody explained why i should yeah. try acupuncture and now you my friends
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it, it basically um lowers the inflation around the spinal cord, which lowers the pressure. And so, um I don't know, big blues our medical professionals. Did I explain that correctly?
2: Uh, for spines, I'm not the best at man. <laughs> <laughs> <I, I,
1: laughs>
2: He's like, if you came in with a head
0: wound, I know how to fix you up, but not, yeah. not, not the spinal cord. Not the spinal cord. Yeah. Like I, uh, I you
2: know, I went to the, the the hospital. They see my aunt, right? She's in the hospital. And yeah. um, she's, she's uh, going for the term for the worst. So um, my cousin was telling me all the reports and I kept asking her all these questions and, and we uh, you know she's she, my aunt's having like a little bit of renal failure. So yeah. I was trying to find out what percent, right. so, you know, start seeing them, tell them, like, oh, you know, you might, might got this much longer, you know, and, it's crazy how like they're like well i don't know it's like you should know it's like I, I, I haven't seen the records i haven't seen anything like how am i supposed to know you're the one that the doctor's been telling you to you know but the sad part about it is man if, if you got f- friends and family out there you haven't reached out to in a while reach out to them say hi because you never know when's the last time you're gonna be able to talk to them so
3: yes yeah, cherish, cherish cherish
0: Yeah, our prayers oh, go out friend. to hand. I'm gonna be
3: praying for everybody right now. Yes, I'm yes,
0: seeing
3: man. like uh, some comments. and people got some prayers going in the comments. I'm with that. Mm. Yes, 100. percent Thank you, Ooh, Mikey, for your $10 super chat. Doing into that kind of prayer too, I think.
0: Let's do it. Let's hear it.
3: Okay. Wow, you guys. Thank you for being available and open. And wow, I don't even like know you guys, and we're going. We're going. We're going to the bottom of the ocean right now. We're, <laughs> we're diving deep, deep as deep as we can go. I've, life is too short. Why, why, why steam the surface? <laughs> I love y'all. One, two, three, four. Uh, I
1: apologize if you can't see this guitar. Ah. Uh, mm uh. Uh-oh.
0: Was awesome.
3: Oof. thank you. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, I, I, do you okay have a? Now, I'm definitely hot. Arlene, Arlene said, "Hey, in the chat."
0: <laughs> Did um, are you using a pick or you using your fingernails? Like,
1: yeah, I'm using a.
3: Okay, okay. Guitar
0: pick. <laughs> all right, all right. Making sure I was like, man, I was trying to look at that and I was like, oh no, she's I, just going to
2: town with her fingers. <laughs> My fingertips are hurting for you cause, man, when yeah, I, yeah, this,
3: this one gets it every time. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: wow. I remember,
2: I remember the um, the guitar teacher, whole day, the, the notes, and like God, after a while, I'll go home, and my fingers be all killing me. They would do mm-hmm. it for like two hours? with the class, so I remember those days, and I can imagine playing a whole song all night, your fingertips would be killing you by the end of the night. It's worth that it yeah yeah the
0: i couldn't imagine the calluses that <laughs> you probably got on your hands
3: <laughs> yeah it's it's not pretty it's not pretty i don't have pretty pretty hands that's okay they're my tools
2: yeah I, you know it's it. part of the trade
3: that's right that's right no pain no gain you know that's, some people get some people get calluses on their feet i get them on my fingers
0: and hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's when you know you're you are you you're good at what you do. Um yeah
2: th- that song there, there was a lot there, like that was amazing.
1: Yeah, I yeah. used
3: to
2: get caught how- this on my kneecaps, but not no more. I changed traits. So
0: so when you when you wrote that song, like was that one that or or the when you created that uh the music, what was the um how long did that song take you to do? That seems like it was pretty extensive.
3: So this one was like, it's like the, it's like the living word. No, it's like a living song really, because it's never performed the same way twice. The, uh, the origins of it, before I actually completed it living in Ohio, I grabbed a, this is funny that you should ask that. I was, um, eight, I was 18, I think. And I, I was just visiting Florida and, um, and I remember the 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 moss that hang the hanging moss that comes from the, some of the trees down there. And I don't know what a song woke me up in the middle of the night. I'm in this cabin, boom, it's 3 a.m. and I wake up and I have this song. just that over and over, nothing else. And it drove me insane, and so I grabbed my guitar and I went to the, uh, the bathrooms, you know, the showers, and it was very echoey. And I just played, I played it, I played my guitar until I could find the riff. And that's it. All I had was that one riff. Okay. That's it, for years. And then I find myself <laughs> on the rooftop of that building and um that's when this came with full force in its entirety in its completion with everything really heard and what i had done was was i had no recording device so i played it over and over and over until i it was safe enough to me to get down from the rooftop which was was a (laughs) four-hour endeavor by the way before a judge signed a thing that said that the KKK couldn't march down our street. Um, and right. so the o riot didn't happen that day because love always wins. Um, yeah. But from there, and if you listen to the album version off of Diversity, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's even more, it just got more epic there. So it's, this song's like a living, breathing song. It's never the same way. But i But I do have the bones of it, if that makes any sense
0: no yeah yeah 100 i understand that i mean it's it's really an amazing song you know it's it's beautiful The it seems so complex um the way you're playing it and, and you just can tell how, emotional <laughs> and how.
2: Mm. you all right there buddy i'm trying to catch my phone and knock my water over so uh,
0: it shouldn't be on your phone sir <laughs> <laughs> uh So, no, that was a beautiful song. Um, We talked a little bit earlier about about some of your, you know, where your music career has taken you. Uh, We talked prior to the show that uh, you have done uh, things like uh, you've applied for The Voice, American Idol, things like that. Can can you speak to us a little bit about, you know, where music has taken you in those ventures?
3: Yeah, so when I... Uh, competitions aren't anything new to me. I was competing, uh, like in fifth grade, my, my public school system had like this thing where all the grades would compete against each other in sports. And it was like a month out of every, every year for a month. And so fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. Right. And so they would all compete and they all had these different, um, uh, categories. And one was talent, a talent show and i happened to win in fifth grade and then i found out i was good at winning competitions so i won in sixth and seventh and eighth grade (laughs) and then i kept competing for my school in choir competitions throughout high school and then um i met Bo diddley uh when i was around 19 who he taught me for four years so after i got all that training right starting first grade with with choir all the, twice a week, all this training, all these lessons, started guitar when I was 10, yada, yada. Uh, I'm like, I'm ready. I am ready to audition for American Idol, the TV show that I see. I'm horrified by the guy named Simon Cowell because I think that's awful. Like if any of my judges did that to me, they would have been fired. (laughs) Like, I was like, that's not how you treat up and coming artists who want to do this for a living. I never thought in a million years that America would love it. I digress. Um, but I was ready and I had, I remember the first audition. Um, oh, technically I first auditioned out of high school and I bombed and I did, um, I did four non-blondes. What's up? It was out of my key. It was out of my range. They took the two first two contestants and I was only third, third runner up. Mm-hmm. So that was actually like 17 years old and so okay, whatever. I try again when I'm 21. I think this is like 2004. So it's the 2004 American Idol auditions and it's being held in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I live in Florida and so I didn't have I'm all, I don't got money like that and um I gathered all the money I could. I bought food for the trip. And because I was young, and I was, I I was fit in some regard. I slept in cornfields and state parks the entire way from Florida to Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's and I brain. got there, and I I look and smell like a wreck. And I, I met up with a musician up there, and I took a shower and I went right to my audition because that's how it, I that's how it got timed. When I entered the target arena, I saw like literally a mountain of food. And it was like, what is all the mountain of food for? And they were made everybody throw everything away in their backpacks. And I'll never forget this. Cause I was begging them. I was like, I just traveled. I might cry reliving this. I just traveled. I'm like 21, I just traveled. This is the food that all the food I have. Like this food is what has to last me to get back home. And they were right. they were like, well, you have to leave the, you can't have your food here they wanted to sell their concessions so oh. it, yes so i had to toss my food and so i had nothing to eat the entire trip back home anyway let me get back into the audition i didn't know what i thought it was going to be a real audition Ugh. and it was a complete catacol because it's like in my experience at that particular audition I, it was it was an arena So imagine an arena with all the seats filled. Even if no one is speaking and people are simply breathing, that's loud. And on the floor of the arena, there were like 12 tables and a black thin uh, divider between both of them. And they're lining people up like cattle, four by four. And they're having each one sing. So 12 tables, people lined up, four by four behind them, right? Go, go, go. And I, I finally make my way up there, man. And, and I don't know what I sang. And the guy asked me, he said, is that your original song? And I said, yes. And he said, I'm sorry, that's a no from us. And I think I sang for 20 seconds. And I remember yeah. thinking of the travel, driving from Florida to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and back to sing for 20 seconds in a room, in, in an arena of screaming people was just like, not my, that was like, this is not a real audition. This was crap. And then like, I couldn't seem to escape it. I would tell people my audition process and was like, this isn't really like how it goes. That's not a real audition. And like, it just seems like we live in a um, now world where um, if I had a, a penny for every time somebody told me, hey, you should audition for The Voice, which I still do, I don't know why I do it because I feel like, well, first of all, I'm sorry, American Idol, you can't audition after you're 26. So I stopped auditioning for them. And then I did like The Voice, The X Factor. I do that every year. But I'm starting to feel like I don't want to work for a company that doesn't want me to work for them after auditioning for 12 years. And then I also ask myself, what do the artists get? I don't know anyone that has a stellar record contract or is going on tour where people are like, yeah, man. I'm buying tickets to see the American Idol winner. I don't really hear a lot of that. That being said, I got the furthest I ever got in my last audition with The Voice, and I made it three passes in. I've never made it past my first audition in like 12 years, ever. And so the last one, I made it three passes in. And I, I will lie, I got excited about that. So it's kind of like this this bittersweet of me, like, I don't care if they don't want me, really hard for them if they picked me, but, um, (laughs) I had to really stop actually basing my worth, my future or my, my current career off of that. I had to at one point kind of distance myself from that and just go, look, man, these people run TV shows, depending on the producer, each season, they're looking for different things. If I happen to be whatever they're looking for one day, great. If not, I still got bills to pay. And Bo Diddley was my teacher, and he wouldn't be at all down with the whole audition and make people make fun of you on national television. Like he's like, have some. I could tell him, he would be like, have some integrity in yourself. So, yeah. So I I have a mixed feeling about it. Like, I I just auditioned um, for Wanya Morris from Boys to Men. I don't know, maybe last year they do a an Instagram thing. And I wound up being like the butt of the joke. Like instead of an actual participant, I was just kind of strung along. And I just kind of feel like I'm too old. I'm like 39. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm not getting paid to be the butt of a joke and I'm not getting paid to go to Minneapolis, I don't know anymore, man. I'm getting old. I'm getting too old. You know? I hear
1: you. But if it
3: doesn't cost me anything and I can keep auditioning online like I I always do, then maybe one day. But it feels more like winning a lottery.
0: Gotcha. Understood. So the voice auditions were online?
3: Yep. Yep. All these auditions are online. Um, You can also audition in person. And that's like another funny thing is if you pass your first audition, you've got to clearly make it to the next audition. And if they tell you that you actually have to be physically there in person for five cities in a row in different areas of the country, and you can't financially commit, you can't, you know, I've heard that horror story where people just couldn't keep traveling and paint, you know what I mean? Paying right. their way to the next audition. Oh my God.
0: Sorry. So, so you went through three passes. Um, how how close is that to actually going out there and doing a blind audition you know
3: there's no telling there's no there's no telling 20 three Jeez. you know what i mean i feel like it really depends on what the producer's looking for and what talent you're providing um gotcha. like i don't know if my three auditions online would have meant i would have had to go to five more cities in physical form No,
0: you know, no clue. Understood. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, are you trying out for any other up and coming um, competitions or auditions? Is there anything in the future?
3: I don't have anything right now. Um, I'm just rocking out, man. I'm just touring like three days, three to five days a week, playing my music. Um, I'm not good at competitions anymore, believe it or not. I actually get really nervous. And I feel like. I feel like I can't actually be who I am when I'm competing. Cause I'm so worried about wanting to be what they want me to be. Um, uh-huh. Cause like, if you fail being what they want you to be, it doesn't hurt as bad as if you fail being what you are. But uh-huh. I don't know, actually, because the last time I performed, I do remember saying, Hey, I sang my butt off. If they don't want me for who I am, I couldn't have done any better. So maybe I am growing in that that area. If you guys know of any cool competitions though where I could win money or something let me know.
0: Uh, there was else. a <laughs> there was a karaoke competition at Cooter Brown's that I won a couple of times, but it had nothing to do with skill. It was all luck. Uh, you got entered into a raffle just by participating, but that's the only competition I know.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> hey, I won a few times actually, and then I would tell people, I was like, Yeah, I won in this karaoke competition. They're like, Oh, you must sing great. And I'm like, No, nah, I was you, all you had to do was sing, it didn't matter how good you were or not. They put you in a raffle, and then whoever won the raffle won the raffle. So, I want to know
3: if that's really what's going on with these TV shows, too, man. I just I don't know, I a- do not know, but I would a- take that win and go for him, <laughs> be like, Yeah, man, who would do? And winner, right here. If, if you
2: had a chance to work with any artists out there right now, who would you like to work
1: with?
3: Linda Perry from the Four Non Blondes or mm. See I like Linda Perry from the Four Non Blondes because she also produces, so we can make something in the studio together. I'm real my mm. mindset right now is really in songwriting and creating. Yeah. Um when I'm performing live in these bar scenes, you know, the, the name of the game is play cover songs they wanna hear. And yeah. you can slip your originals in here and there. Um, but therefore, because I already have that energy there, I want to allow space for my creativity. So Linda Perry would be amazing. I know this is crazy, but I would love, I just want to meet Otep and sing a beautiful la 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 on her one of her songs. She is an amazing metal artist and yeah. I want to sing a hook on one of her songs. So yeah, those are t- my two artists. I would, I would do. I would. I don't know if I would stab someone's tires. <laughs> the tires Big that Blue nobody's White. using. I would stab <laughs> tires nobody needs. <laughs> to be able to work with those two ladies.
1: Nice. Uh, play
2: oh, go ahead, Blue. I said, would she play another song? I want to see see if she can play. It. I'm not that person anymore. Oh. That's a good song. I think everybody would
3: like that one. Let me switch my guitars again.
0: So while she's doing that, um, these are the next couple of, well, hopefully it'll show up. It's, it worked a minute ago and then now it doesn't. As soon as I hit stop sharing, it does that much. So while she's yeah. switching out her guitars, I think I know what's going on here. Uh, These are the next couple of days that uh Misty will be playing. She'll be playing at the Blue Note Grill in Durham, North Carolina, uh, tomorrow. And then at Vicious Fishes at in Apex, North Carolina on July 28th. And then Saturday the 29th at the uh, Garden Party House um, all-day event. I'm not sure where that is at, but uh, go to her website and you can see all of her up-and-coming tour dates um, and where she'll be at. So check her out.
3: Thank you for doing that. Oh, you're
0: welcome. You're You're welcome. welcome.
3: Well, you know, my friends, this is a fun song because it was, first of all, you can see uh, a video I made for it on YouTube that features my, I'm puppeteering uh, my puppet, Tina. Mm. Uh, And it's a fun video. And then also Kermit the Frog covered this song. So you can also see that on, on YouTube. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> uh, um and this song was produced by Ryan Strain Music, and this song means a lot to me because I've been working really hard on not being the person I used to be in so many different ways. Um, and I'm finally seeing that progress, not only in the friends I have, the jobs I'm receiving, the audience I'm obtaining, but uh, I, I see it in the mirror and i'm really happy to not be that person anymore the person i used to be so um if you can relate to not being that person anymore in a good way cheers cheers Cheers! i'm not that person anymore said goodbye when i walked out the door my own jaw drops to the floor when i realize i'm not that person anymore you can call me by my other names but none of them bring me shame my past and i aren't the same to create with love's why i came i'm not that person anymore I said goodbye when I walked out that door My own tie drops to the floor When I realize I'm not that person anymore No, it won't be the same So I've gotta change Instead of forcing myself to rearrange Or recreate a past that was quite honestly lame I'm in the flow of now, and I'm gonna play the game. I'm not that person anymore. I said goodbye when I walked out that door. My own jaw dropped to the floor when I realized I'm not that person anymore. No, no, no. I'm not that person anymore. I said goodbye when I walked out that door my own dry drops to the floor when i realize i'm not that person anymore oh, i just broke my string. i'm not that person anymore Said goodbye when I walked out that door. My own jaw drops to the floor. When I realize I'm not that person anymore. Not that person anymore. Said goodbye when I walked out that door. My own jaw drops to the floor. When I realize I'm not that person anymore. I'm not that person anymore I'm not that person anymore
0: No, 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 no That is awesome. That was an amazing... What, what string did you pop? Which one was it? E string. Uh, oh, man. No. The... The low E, it'll get you. It'll get you. you will. That was an amazing a high song. E
3: that most people uh, break, but I go hard yeah. or go home.
0: There you go. There you go. I, I one time I, I popped the, the the low E on my bass guitar. That was scary.
3: <laughs> I hope nobody was around because wing. Take out. Nah,
0: no nah, or- nah, I end up getting a pretty good uh It hit me in the leg though. So I was uh, I was trying to tune it. I was trying to tune it. Unfortunately, no, nah, nobody was around. It was just myself. And then the, the, the low e just popped, and it swung around and it got me on my calf. And so
3: they make horror films about such things.
0: No, I know, I know. Fortunately, you don't I, for uh,
3: real though. What if you got like a, a blood clot? Oh
0: uh, well, I would okay, have panic attacks about breaking <laughs> yeah. strings. Don't take
1: blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I would I, would, I would hope that that wouldn't happen to me. Uh Let's see. I always have trouble with the G-string. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that's a classic. Uh, hey, I wear those and they're comfortable. I don't have no trouble at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, you made the, the the G-string and the guitar. My bad. And the guitar, man, man. I'm the
0: guitar. Oh, my bad. My bad. So <laughs> that I'm, was a beautiful scent I'm too
3: song. innocent to know what you guys are talking about.
0: Exactly, exactly,
2: exactly.
1: Big we, big blue sometimes. I,
0: I, throw
2: nice. a, I throw a joke in there once in a while. That's why uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so like uh, with that song,
0: how, how, when did you write that song? Uh, how long ago was that? Oh, Hi. that is a beautiful guitar, by the way.
3: Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. Oh, this one has nice. all the strings, does it? No, it doesn't. do have it. <laughs> Hang on. do you work at least y'all I'm, I'm out running out of guitars for y'all seconds. okay um i'm sorry what did you ask me
0: <laughs> oh so so the last song that you wrote uh, how long ago was that song written
3: um that's actually a new song that's a this year song um really? this year i'm committing more to to writing and good day to be alive like I said, I came out like four years ago, uh-huh. you know, and that's a long time. And so, I um, I just want to say, I love my bandmates out there because they hold they hold me together, Miss Alana and Pam. But um, uh, I wrote this song probably probably around March of this year, I think. Oh, nice yeah so oh. this that one that's my latest release and right now i'm working on a song we're in the studio um i'm really proud of it too it's called my car won't start
2: oh, oh. <laughs> the, story of, the story of our lives Yeah, it, that's is, is recently. Proud. it
3: is based on a true story
2: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. so yeah, yeah so yeah that was that's my most recent one
0: nice nice well, it was a very beautiful song um you know you're a very talented, talented yes. uh, uh, writer. You know, I think, who, who do you get inspiration from when it comes to writing your music? You know, and I, I, I've i written a couple of songs myself. Um, when it comes to, I'm more focused more on, I guess, the lyrics and, and the meaning behind songs. I like songs that have subliminal messages behind them. Nothing like crazy or demonic, but like, for instance, like Closing Time by uh, Supersonic is, is referencing a baby being born. right Right? and a lot of people think that that song is about you know the bar scene and things of that nature which to a certain you know extent it it can be perceived as such and so i like those type of songs that have like a hidden meaning behind them um what are your your inspirations to when you write your music anything like that come to mind
3: so yeah i love lyrics i'm a lyricist unless the song trying to be created doesn't call for that um uh-huh. Uh, I feel like right songwriting for me is a really supernatural process sometimes. Um, and so, but the, the songs, when you talk about like songwriting immediately, you know, I, I fall in love with songs, not so much bands or songwriters. So I'll fall in love with like Jeff Buckley's version of Hallelujah because of his delivery in it. Um,
2: yeah. that is a beautiful song.
3: It is. I, it's the, how I end every one of my shows. Um, I loved growing up Annie DeFranco. She was the first songwriter that penetrated me at the perfect age while I was learning music. Um, because she seemed to be able to convey exactly how she felt, even if it was an ugly feeling, in such an artistic way that it made me dance. And I was like, how is that possible? How do you how do you make people dance? And so I started learning um, more CCR, you know, like uh, think about Ooh. bad moon rising, right? That, those lyrics are jacked up, man. It's about the apocalypse. I yeah. see a bad moon rising. I see trouble on the way. Uh, I see earthquakes I see earthquakes and lightning, bad times all my day. Don't come around tonight. It's bound to take your life. There's a bad moon on the rise. Yet everyone's just dancing and happy, you know. And so, yeah, I love that when I can give myself in such a way that's honest, authentic. Yet it it doesn't uh, it uh, it it lends itself to the the listener. Yeah, it's it's. I would say Ani DeFranco, hands down, is probably my go-to. And I know it's gonna sound. Uh, I don't know. It sounds cheesy, and I'm I'm embarrassed to say it. I loved Jewel growing up. I thought Jewel's poetry book and her albums at my age, at the age of 10, 11, 12, uh, actually she was in eighth grade when her first song, Who Will Save Your Soul came out on SNL. Uh, I remember that. My mom screamed. She said, come in here. There's a girl playing a guitar because I couldn't find a lot of girls playing guitar that were appropriate for what I was doing at at my age. And so I was really heavily influenced by her. You know, and then as I got older, when, like I said, mentioned earlier, Bro Didley became my teacher and his philosophy, what he taught me for four years was that he said, write what you know. You can't, yeah. you can't go wrong writing what you know. The minute you start to bull crap your audience, they sense blood in the water and they'll eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And so he said, just be, be your authentic self no matter what, but make them dance. And so Mm -hmm. I've, I've kind of like his philosophy was if you could make the hardest guy in the room, the one that looks the baddest, you Mm -hmm. could get him to tap his toes. You won because everybody will dance if he's dancing. So
0: right, right, baddest guy in the room right here.
2: Yeah, just get a few, (laughs) just get a few in me, and I'll start dancing, even if I make a fool of myself. All right, I still do it. That is awesome. That is awesome.
0: Well we're getting we're getting kinda of close to the end of the show. Would you mind playing one more song for us and then kinda of just tell people again where they can find you?
3: I, I I would love to do that. I have to find a g gu- <laughs> I I gotta find a guitar board. Hang on, you know what I got this is what we're gonna do. Hang on, y'all. I got you. Uh, the I one song you.
1: that
2: the one that I got on replay lately on my song list that I've been listening to is uh, Saved Me. Somebody Saved Me by uh, Jetty Roll. That one's been on my head. head.
0: Are you going to sing that one or what? No. no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Next Next time. We need to get a big blue concert going on.
3: The time. And this is the longest uh, podcast I've ever been on. I've ever actually never been on a podcast. <laughs> I don't
1: know.
3: Um, and I was really worried because I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I can do. It'll be hard for me to talk for 20 minutes. And <laughs> apparently it's not hard for me to talk at all. So that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I learned that about myself today. Um, Yeah, I would but- love to play you guys another song. I'm... Um, I'm a, as a mist to what to do. It's got to be an original, right?
0: Let's hear.
3: Okay, I got it. All right, this one is called Praying Rain. Okay. This one's called Praying Rain. And I wrote it after I watched a TED Talks about a woman who lived in a very dry place where they didn't have a lot of rain. And she said that when, uh, that she prayed a lot for rain. And she said, one day God spoke to her and God told her not to pray for rain, but to pray rain. Instead of praying for it to imagine herself as rain, evaporating off of the ground, going going up into the sky, becoming a cloud, falling back to the earth, saturating the soil, evaporating into the sky, and just like meditating into this process. And she said when she could lock in more times than not, it would actually rain. And I thought it was fascinating. So I do whatever I do. Whenever I find something fascinating, I write a song and here we go. <laughs> <sighs> One, two, three, this is just a test to see if you can do the best with this, my child. See, the reality is that we are just swimming on the surface for a while. Well, it only comes down to good or bad, which are you, which are, which are. Cause That hero and that villain is in every decision. Make your move. What you got, do I'll pay you. I'll pay you. Yeah, my flowers need the water today. I'll pay you. Hey, 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 hey. My flowers need the water today.
1: Save you. They do.
3: The light at the end of the tunnel isn't an illusion. The tunnel is, you yes, see it is, because in this moment you're alive and you can feel me here. When I say this is, this is, this is, there is, this is no coincidence, because if it isn't, it it's a sense just to let you know you're in the right direction, just my two cents. There's that do go and that feeling is in, every decision makes no sense, yeah, it makes no sense.
0: song i truly enjoyed all of the songs that you sang um do you have any advice before we let you go for anybody who's up and coming who wants to be a musician who wants to sing any advice
3: it is a marathon not a race if it is your calling to do this this will be your calling your whole life Do not fall into the trap that I and many others fall into, which is this delusion that you have to make it by a certain age or that you have to have X amount done in your career or the fact that I, and I believe this too, that if I didn't make it by 27, I would be too old. Not only my age, but how I looked, that the industry won't mess with a girl who looks old. They want youth and beauty. Um, that was a real terrible lie that I told myself because I'm 39 now and I know things. And like, Mm. I didn't know anything when I was 22. Um, So yeah, that's my advice is just to know that like, if this is your calling, it's your whole life, baby. Like soak it up, enjoy it. Don't get dismayed and never, ever give up. That's what people tell me. They say, never give up. Never get, what is it like galaxy quest? Never give up. Never surrender. Never
0: surrender, yeah. Never give up. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate, uh, you know, the last hour and 20-some-odd minutes that we were able to enjoy your music. Yeah. It was it was an amazing time. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, uh, again, if you want to remind everybody, when when are you going to be uh, on again? When is your next
3: show? My performance next is somewhere. Some, it's Friday, Thursday? No, tomorrow, actually, on Thursday. We're having a benefit show for Michael B. in Durham, North Carolina at the Blue Note Grill. He is our local sound man and uh, he has fallen ill. And so we're going to come together as a community and I'm going to donate all of our proceeds that night uh, for him. So if you would like to support that, that would be really great. Come on out.
0: Yes. If you guys are in the North Carolina area, in the Durham area, head out to the Blue Note Grill, 7 p.m., a local time. Uh, Misty Mayne will be performing for a great cause. Go check her out. Everybody has loved your music. The live chat has appreciated, very appreciative of you coming on. Thank you again. Uh, Big Blue, me. do you have any good final words? Happy
2: final words. Yeah, I always throw the curveballs in there, right? But yeah. no, no, I just want to say uh, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate and love the music. You're a very talented, talented guitarist and singer. Uh, thank you very much and everybody out there like i mentioned earlier uh you got family out there you haven't talked to them in a while just say hello um, sometimes don't know when this is gonna be the last day on earth and we want to make sure that uh, you at least got to talk to them at least one more time before they go by amen oh man. amen you, know.
3: yeah. uh,
0: you, you guys, guys have a safe night peace out, peace out. I did hit the end button. Sometimes it takes a little bit to go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I can stay frozen.